if you could flip a coin to replace Jurgen Klinsmann with any manager in the Premier League, would you flip that coin? And I get like a, and like it could be any 20 of It could them. be any of the 20. What you're asking me is... 19 is, because Sunderland obviously we don't have a manager. Right. You're asking me is Jurgen Klinsmann the 10th best manager in the Prem? And, or, do I, do I like those odds? Yeah. In a, yeah, that's a better if he, way of If I think that. he's the 10th best manager in the Prem, I should not flip that coin. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take that. You'll flip that coin? I'll flip that coin. Who's best case? Who's worst case? Uh, the best case is, I think, for America, well, I mean, Jurgen Klopp is the best case scenario. Just, just so glad you didn't say Pep because you're so right. It's Klopp. Yeah, it's, mar- it's worst case scenario. There are a lot of options here. I think the worst case scenario, um, I think it's got to be, I think it's got to be, uh, I think Pochettino. Yeah, with 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 the with the President Trump, it's gonna send the wrong message. Mm-hmm. Too many. He doesn't want our kids learning Spanish. Exactly. And you know what's funny? I think Klinsman is better than the top. Eric, he's in the top ten managers in the Premier League. But I'd flip that coin in the ho- in the hopes to get caught. Yeah, absolutely. How? Yeah, that for me is the real. And would I be too upset if I got Alan Pardew? If I got, <laughs> um. Aitor Karanka. Eddie Howe be kind of cool. Eddie Howe would be kind of cool. Eddie Howe kind of looks like your next-door neighbor's dad. Or your next-door neighbor, I guess. You know what he looks like? Yeah, the guy from Lord of the... Uh, Lord of the Fly. From, um... I was going to say, he looks like your soccer coach. Perfect. He looks like... What a... more do the suburban kids of America need than their... Than their... What's that? Like, Little League soccer. I mean, yeah, no. like Coach it's, coming it's, up with them. How many people have been saying that... You need a, a grassroots player development program so that we can build kids like the Spanish national team. And the answer's been staring us in the face the whole time is get a manager who looks like the manager that every American kid Just has grew up growing with. up, every coach, so that they're, they feel familiar when they take the next step. I think that's all it's about, really. You need coaching tacumen or anything. No, I'd really Americanize him, too. I'd make him from, like, Bismarck, North Dakota, mm-hmm. and I'd pay some kid actors to say that, like, he's a really good coach, like... Eddie Howe, we have him lose the accent. He walks in and just sets up shop. And America stars Jack Wilshere will be on the team by then. Yep. Every every um, soccer fan in America agrees to right now just like keep mum on the subject and pretend they don't know who Eddie Howe is. Hire Eddie Howe. We, I don't know, replace his eyes, give him a new name or something. Yeah. And then lo and behold, this this youth soccer coach appears in North Dakota leading a thunderous rise to the top. Who's that? Never seen him before. Oh, he used to coach my kids. He's a great coach. He's a real, he's a real... He's a coach's coach. He's kids' coach's coach. He's, yes, yeah. He's yes. a kid's coach's He's a kid's parent's coach's coach. Yep. There we go. And that's the way forward for America. And that's, because America treats their uh, national team head coach as well, unlike some other countries. Mm. Goal. Goal, this goal. Goal, this goal. Goal, this goal. Good things come to those who wait. How long they wait? Other podcasts are timely, 
and they will get you an episode on Monday, regardless of what happens. Yeah. Some will wait till Tuesday, Wednesday, even Thursday morn. Which is it better to be? A pack of painted savages like you are? Or sensible like Ralphie? <laughs> Which is better? To have rules and degree or to hunt and kill? <laughs> Former English manager Sam Allardyce um, just sacked. He was sacked on Monday from the English national team. He was sacked on Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday, right. He was sacked on Tuesday. Uh, reports claimed that he had taken a bribe through Nate. I don't know if you remember this. This used to be a big thing like the mid-2000s. I definitely third Third-party ownership of players. Yeah. You see a lot of South American players especially. It's like Falcao. And like Rojo. Not, Falcao used to be. I don't think he's anymore. The two biggest examples ever... In like modern football, Tevez and Marciano coming mm-hmm. to uh, West Ham. Those were they were both forty percent of each of them were owned by like these billionaires, and it's and the, and the FA hates it and it's very frowned upon. It's just seedy. And the Telegraph sent two reporters undercover as rich, I guess you know billionaires. Yeah. Pound heirs is probably how they'd say it in England to interview Sam Allardyce. Pound Leonards. <laughs> uh, definitely not Euro though. No, we don't. <laughs> So anyway, the reporters were sent to talk to Sam Allardyce about potentially getting in third-party ownership of certain players. And, of course, the ownership is split between agents, teams, and now they're trying to come and be a third stock in that. And Sam Allardyce accepted on camera a 400,000 pound. He didn't accept a bribe. I thought he just he was just explaining to them like how you would do it. No, he said how you would do it. He said how you get around it. And they hinted at paying him. Four hundred thousand pounds, to which he—I don't think he accepted. You're right. I don't think he was. I don't think he was handed money. And he no, took it. Definitely not. But it was a batting eye of hey. Oh yeah, he was. I'm this cool. Hand the cookie I'm jar. cool to help you guys out to make some extra money. And can I say this? This is why I first thought. Does Sam Allardyce not make enough money? How lavish can his life Absolutely. possibly be? It's, you know what it reminded me of? It's like I grew up in in Rhode Island, and like. There's the what always shocked me about local corruption was how small the money you're willing to go to jail over was. Mm-hmm. People get busted for like twenty five grand, and I'm like, yeah, twenty five grand's a lot of money, but like, how much do you make? You make way more than that. Yeah, it's like could Sam Allardyce. I don't know how much the English national team manager makes, but it's got to be. Well, the English press could definitely tell you. Oh, they they, could, they, yeah. they do like to bitch about that. I'll tell you, it's def, it's the highest paying job in international soccer. That's a is, fact. Is that true? Yep, it's the mm-hmm. highest paying job in international soccer. Sam Allardyce had it. Lost it. Sam Allardyce had it by default. <laughs> he was no one's first choice. And I gotta say, I kind of think, I think that there's some foul play going on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, there's I, some, there's some jail baiting, some entrapment. I going think you on. gotta follow the money. I think we gotta get into a, uh, do a little bit of all the president's men kind of, you know, Wood, 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 uh, Wood, not Woodrow, Wood, Woodford, and no, goddamn it, Woodward and Bernstein. That's the one. That was we, right. We got to do some of the yeah. <laughs> it's Woodfield and and Burnford. Um, we got to look behind that. Follow the money. See who put those people there. Because I think you look at those guys, right? They're English press. Now the English press, they're English, right? So they Makes they don't want to they don't want to get in the way of their country. Everyone there is nationalistic. They voted for Brexit. They all they're all nativists. Mm-hmm. They don't they love England. You can't get more England of a coach than Sam Allardyce. Exactly. Except so, for Roy Hodgson, so, who they tried twice. Right. 
And so my, my thing is, why would these English journalists do that to the English coach? There's no motivation unless someone is trying to usurp and get the job. I think we have a, um, a scorned suitor who wanted the job but couldn't get it and sent those men in as, as button men to, to take out the hit. And who do you think that is? Who do you think, who do you think if you fall the money you're going to get? Jurgen Klinsmann. You think, oh, you think it's Jurgen Klinsmann? I think Jurgen Klinsmann sent in two guys, two of his goons, on a hit job to open it up again. And the rumor mill will start a churning again to make sure that, that that sort of bubbles up. And he'll accept it with gracious, like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's not for me, but I'm, I'm happy to take the job. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want this country that I played in to have yeah. such a smeared soccer reputation. Yeah. I've got who I think was, it's Garrett Southgate. The, the, Re, the, he's the U21 England coach, and the reason why is when Roy Hodgson got fired, the FA hinted at heavily that Garrett Southgate was going to be the man replacing Roy Hodgson. Mm-hmm. And fans were furious because Southgate kind of went to the school of Roy Hodgson. And it's like, we don't want more of this. We want some international managers. English football is 10 years behind. Like, Eddie Howe's the only forward-thinking English manager, and he's not going to coach the team for another 10 years. So I think the FA listened after a lifetime for me of just poor coach hirings. And then England said, all right, we won't hire Gareth Southgate right now. We'll buy us some time. Mm. We'll hire... I don't know, Piggy, Sam Allardyce. He's a he's a likable guy. Hear me out. Plan backfire. You want to win a backfired? When? When Sam Allardyce became the winningest coach percentage-wise in English soccer history. Everyone expected him to just draw five and get dropped. Exactly, but he, 1-0, how scary is that? And the FA... Panic. Has to put a hit out on him. Put a hit out. And now, oh man, short notice, we lost our manager, Garrett Southgate. Oh, oh my god, I can't believe this. Oh. Oh, that's someone, that's the crime. And he's going to like do the humble route, like, oh, it's not for me, but he's going to climb his way to the top. <laughs> Again, like... You, this is the most English thing in the world. Like, this is this is tried and true. You see this everywhere in English history, as you see, in, as as proven by Game of Thrones. Very English. It's, it's like it's sewn into their blood. Yeah. All English people do this. And what's funny is if I'm Sunderland, and I believe the theory I've put out there, it's like, oh, so we just got screwed for no reason. Mm-hmm. We lost we lost our buoy to the Premier League. We are now managerless, and we're going to get relegated. You think they take him back? If they can. I think they would. I, I, think don't, I don't think he can. Dude, being found by this, I don't think he can coach in the Premier League for a little bit. Maybe. I don't know. The FA is the parent, is the um, the monarch of English soccer. It's gonna, it might be a little bit before he can coach in the Premier League. Did you uh did you see what he was did you see the thing he was drinking at that lunch? No. It was, okay, it was a it was like a 23 Tell me it was a Boddington. It was a giant giant like uh you know one of those like like uh cone-shaped glasses. Yeah, yeah. And it was full of a liquid that was just a little bit too translucent enough to be beer and everyone thinks that it's probably wine. Oh, I thought you were going to say whiskey. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like very, it's very yellow, very like clear yellow. Yeah, like a white it, it wine. Looks like, it looks like he's drinking a flagon of white wine. He's which, a classy dude. Yeah, oh yeah. Nothing like drinking wine out of a beer glass in, by, in large quantities to take petty bribes. You know who I think? I think he'd be a good coach for Miami FC up here in America if that were ever come a oh, thing. Oh, well, David okay. Beckham reaching, all right, what English managers don't have a job? All right, so easy to pay you. You know Big Sam loves bikini season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, he's Perennial a Perennial bikini season. He's a real shirts-off kind of dude. 
All right, so let's start. Let's talk about the games. Yeah, it's been a while. The games that predate. It's been a while. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> the games that predate uh, Sam Allardyce being sacked. Yeah, back in the, the BCAD of the England national teams. Uh, um, well, what's the what are the the high points of the week? What's the most like the most standout team, standout moments, standout individuals? I'll make it quick. Everyone knows I'm a Manchester United fan. We're back. No need to worry, people. Pogba's scoring. Defense is playing great. Rooney's not playing anymore. Blinn's taking free kicks. Like, no more Rooney at corners. Blinn's taking the corners. And one one quick rant I'll say. Okay. People were talking to me about this, especially I was just in Chicago this past weekend. A few soccer fans were talking to me, saying, without those corner kicks, United would have played bad. Mm. And a big comment to those people, what the hell does that mean? Corner kicks aren't a thing that are rewarded. To, like, it's not that every team throughout the game gets four corner kicks. Mm. You get a corner kick on a good counterattack that, or a good attack that a defender had to forfeit a, a corner kick to or the goalie had to save over the bar or, or along the side. It's A corner kick is a result, a result of good buildup or mm. Gary Cahill messing up, but we'll get to that. Okay, yeah, this is... So when people say, oh, man, like, I mean, had they not scored on those corner kicks, like, what, what would the score of the game been? I don't know. If Lester hadn't scored, what would the score like, of the game have been? Yeah. Corner kicks are just a part of soccer. And people I'm, who get upset, like, oh, well. And you saw us with, like, um, when Memphis Depay first came to United. It's like, I mean, how many goals would he have scored had he not taken all those free kicks? It's like, mm-hmm. he yeah. scored the free kicks. That, that's, just, that's my stance. Corner kicks are a, a, a goal earned every time. People who say otherwise. I completely agree. Tony Pulis could not have put it better himself. That is straight from the, the, the Pulis playbook. Just, th- they, just they drew it up. And you, know, the thing is, in my, like in this moment when I feel connected to him, I wonder, does he care? Oh God, no! All right, he doesn't care. We're gonna go ahead and get right into the meat of the matter. Last week, I promised you that I was gonna watch every single second of Stoke West Brom, and I did, much to my detriment. I've had a lot of bad luck recently where I watched the wrong parts of all the games. I miss all the goals and I miss everything exciting. And I gotta think part of it's bad luck, but part of it's by design, and it's the fact that I hitched my wagon to Stoke West Brom. And I was completely right, and it was ended up 1-1. The goals were the most forgettable things in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stoke were about to win, and then West Brom tied it off a corner in like the 92nd minute. Thank you, Salomon Rondon. <laughs> and the hot bench that that game, or, or that, that it was, stayed whatever. Chadley was not very visible, as we promised, and West Brom continues their inexorable descent into new, new deeper and deeper voids of lack of caring. I cannot wait to see where this goes. It'll be the most resounding 14th I've ever seen. That's fair. I mean, you're for West Ham. You're not talking about. Oh no, I'm talking okay. West Brom. No, that's why. Sorry, that's what I mean. Yeah, West Brom. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like abysmal and Stoke like. We're about to win. Uh, something exciting was about to come out of this game. Some storyline was about to birth itself anew from this game. And then, nope. What I like about the 1-1 is that this is the classic immovable object versus non-stoppable force. Yeah. You have a team in Stoke who, like, with Pulis, every Stoke fan was just like, we hate this, we want attacking soccer, mm-hmm. we don't care how like what we have to sit through. And West Brom, with like in taking in Pulis, has become incredibly defensive, grinded out, do they care. Stoke had become the least defensive team, only playing the counterattack, very attacking soccer. They don't defend. They don't defend. They don't practice defending. No, they don't. And so here's the thing. What would the, what would the score of the attacking team versus defending team be? 
I don't know, one one. I think I think what you do is that is that like West Brom is is the great destroyer of um, of images. They they break all the icons. So you don't have the extremely attacking team versus the extremely defensive team. It is not the immovable uh, the immovable object versus the uh, unstoppable force. It is the it is two immovable objects that sometimes move. And okay. it's because West Brom made that happen. If they both sometimes move at the same rate, are they not still as far apart as the immovable object? It's like when you try to put two batteries together from the positive ends, and they just kind of like bounce off each other. Mm -hmm. There's this great graying effect that West Brom has. It gives It's a death knell to any narrative of any other team, except its own churning sort of um, fugue march of no excitement. Ever. And this is a game that had a 90th minute equalizer, and I'm still talking about it that way. Because that's how it felt. Um, yeah, and then, and then it made the rest of the games I watched worse because I missed everything exciting. Alright, so then what, what games do you want to talk about? Uh, I did not get to watch as many games. I watched one we'll get to later, but yeah, I, I was traveling. So I, I watched some of the 10 o'clock games. I think we should do a little bit of Jack Wilshire update. Bournemouth beat Everton, which is a, a against-the-tide win. For both teams. Yep. And I will say this, though my, my eye was mostly affixed to West Brom Stoke, I didn't see Jack Wilshire one time. He's too small. Oh, yeah. That's a fear. It's like he's too small. Yeah. I think it was a height thing. I think the cameramen, as experienced as those cameramen are, they probably did try to pick him up, but, like, they're they're used to, like, having it, like, way higher on to get someone's face. If, if Jack Wilshire at Bournemouth, not Arsenal, because that's a toy from Jack Wilshire... Yeah. If Bournemouth Jack David Wilshire juices him up, yeah. If Bournemouth Jack Wilshire were to play 2013 Stoke, he'd be stepped on. Yes, by a trundling giant. Yeah, Kenwin Jones or Peter <laughs> Peter, Peter Crouch, Peter Crouch would have killed him. If 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 Jack Wilshire were to follow Eddie Howe to uh, to North Dakota youth soccer, <laughs> everyone would go, "Who's this phenom nine year old?" And he would just wink and have a sleeve of tattoos. And, and then, two like, kids. he would finally make the national team when everyone says that he's 17 and he's 34. And he's just there, he's chain smoking, and he's gone quite gray. And Freddie Adu, for some reason, knows what's going on but can't stop it. Freddie Adu is also playing youth soccer in North Dakota at that point, <laughs> lying about his age. I'm worried we're getting too far down the wormhole. We, that's what we do, though. We, we go do. down wormholes. What, uh, what other games you got? Okay, so I should have watched Liverpool Hull, but we can get to that. I mean, that's obvious. Um, I watched Sunderland Crystal Palace. Sunderland have to be have to be guaranteed to get relegated, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Put that in the stable. It's that's put that in the stable. Like we've said that. Like, have you said that at, at week six all the last four seasons? Because I I probably have. I mean, uh, yeah, more than likely. I I'm not gonna say. Oh no, I knew they were gonna get saved every time. How many? Yeah, they're a perennial to go down. But here's the thing. They beat Newcastle twice a year, so that's six points they now don't have. That's so true. <laughs> that is so true. So that's six points gone of a total, like, tops 18. Like, it's looking pretty dire. No, it's honestly. And, like, every year, though, every year at the end of game week six, they have one point. That's always the way it is. Two, one. They never have more than that. And they've been like a great cockroach. But I think now that they got rid of um, all adults... And they pushed Piggy onto the rocks of the England national team, and he died there, as evidenced by that. And then they were put to the sword by um, a man who is fighting off uh, death in his own sort of Game of Thrones uh, fractured political house, Alan Pardew, yeah. where there is trouble in Selhurst Park. 
Um, they seem to be doing quite well in spite of that. And, yeah, that was a great game to watch, too. Also, words should be said for Jermaine Defoe. Guy scores goals. God, man, it is just... You can hear the palpable excitement from the British commentators. When he scores. There, yeah. Every single one of them, is they bring something different to the table uh, apart from that. Like, they all sound a little bit different. Yeah. But as soon as Jermaine Defoe scores, they all adopt the exact same voice to talk about how the old striker can still get it done. What I am so excited about for English soccer fans is this jersey next year. Hutter, Huddersfield Town, Jermaine Defoe. Oh! Oh my god, it's so true because they're going to get relegated. Where's he going to go? Could there be a more English jersey? No. Huddersfield Town, Jermaine Defoe. Are you putting the money down right now that Jermaine Defoe's going to go to Huddersfield Town? Pending Sunderland so going down. <laughs> okay. Because well, as you said, like every, you know, every six weeks, or sorry, every sixth week, we tend to say this every season, but if this is the year they, they do go down, and also, put this in the stable, if they go down, they're down for a long, long time. Yo. <laughs> like Blackburn amount of time yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and I don't, I try to stay out of the take game. I'm, I'm going to dip my toe back into the take ocean again. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, shark take. I think you start buying a Jermaine Defoe Newcastle jersey. Oh, you think? I think. I don't do. I do. I think they got enough strikers. I don't think that's a Newcastle. In. Yeah. Yeah. Dwight Gale can't hack it in the prem. I'd Make sooner buy Charlie Austin. Mm, well, they won't. Southampton will keep him. He, he's not going anywhere. He's replaced Pella. He's staying there for a long time. We'll see. We will see. What a game you want to talk about, having been, you were the eyes. Yeah, um, I got nothing to say about Middlesbrough Spurs and Swansea City. I didn't, I didn't watch them. So if we want to go into the big game of the weekend, what we called the other, the what, the game of the week that was actually not a, just like one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah, just like the good old fashioned, like, if you want to get your friend into soccer, oh good, don't worry, there's a noon Arsenal-Chelsea game. <laughs> yeah, that's so right. <laughs> Like oh oh you you okay you want to get into soccer well don't wake up at seven a.m. with me to watch freaking Swans Burnley I got something for you rap your alley it's mm-hmm. Arsenal Chelsea look they play in red and blue yeah look it's like it's like a regular video game look it's everyone over eighty pace in FIFA <laughs> you love these guys yeah oh they got David Luiz and William that's Green Chem yeah right yeah that, and those teams do come like that's the thing about both of those teams they they have a lot of players that like have the same nationality and like. They fit very well on a FIFA team together, sort of. Oh thing. yeah, both of them do that. Arsenal and Chelsea. And look, it's the London teams. One of them has a gun on it, <laughs> and a lion. You yeah. like lions and guns? Hey, for all you American guys out there, what are you more of, the primal lion or the manly gun? You want to just hunt down a gazelle with your big teeth and your cannon? Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Afterwards, we're going to talk about Hemingway. We haven't read him yet, but we'll talk about it. I love bourbon. <laughs> Don't come in the way of me and my Jim B. Yeah, this is the American testosterone game of the week. Oh, yeah. The testosterone bowl. Yeah. There will be more, but this is this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, you know, we'll get into it. Arsenal-Chelsea. Uh, hot take. Yeah. Chelsea are just as uh, in much hot water as Hull. Oh, boy. So, so... Hull, if if Chelsea were doing well, mm-hmm. they'd be first. Yep. And if Chelsea were doing really bad, they'd be tenth. Yeah. And what you do for Hull then is you just add ten to both of those. If Hull were doing great, they'd be eleventh, and if Hull were doing bad, they'd be twentieth. And you're saying they're both doing the same amount of bad on that spectrum. Yes. Okay. Exactly. We'll get to that more in the preview for the upcoming because games. they have they have they're about to play. They are about to play, but we will get to that. But Chelsea, um. Oh, I kind of want to call Conti up and say, hey, what happened? 
You had a pretty good yeah, thing going. Yeah, I got, I got some. I think um, questions are going to be asked. The guy who's he, Chiellini, Bonucci, Barzagli. I can't. My Italian is not what it used to be. Going from those defenders and playing Cahill. Cahill's been playing bad, and He's I once, I once, and someone can look this up if they really want to see what I'm talking about. In March 2012, I was at Stamford Bridge for a Tottenham Chelsea game, and Gareth Bale charged down the side, and Gary Cahill made the most heroic run to catch up to him, slid tackle in the box, won the ball. Someone else looked that up. For me, I didn't watch soccer at that time, so I have no way to corroborate that. I saw that, and I remember thinking, oh my god, like Gary Cahill, incredibly good. And yeah. two weeks ago, I was watching a Chelsea game, and before but like you know, before the class, really, this was kind of like a casual thing. I was like, I wonder how Gary Cahill was doing. I still remember that slide. And he wasn't that good. How and long has Gary Cahill been playing first team soccer? Since you were like eighteen, nineteen? Yeah, it's been a been a while. It's like, so, so he's it's, got it's, it's, he's got defenders Rooney Rooney yeah, syndrome. Yeah, it's, it's like it, it's been a while. <laughs> Stop. It's been a while. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um I think it's like, yeah, he's he's he does the thing that Rooney has where it's like Rooney's only thirty and like thirty four year old players are playing like playing younger than Rooney is. And Cahill's just got a lot of miles on him. And he's he's gotten old. He's an I, old nag. I like that a lot because I'll, I'll put this one on you. John Terry and Zlatan are playing 20 years younger and then, than Rooney and Cahill. And and then they play at the same position. Same, same position, defense. same yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If any of you listeners didn't put that together and you're not either it's a really, it's a wonderful. Uh, it's a wonderful A is to B as A is to B. Yeah. What are, what are those called? To be or not to be. Yeah, good question. Um, <laughs> get some answers. No. Okay, yeah. Arsenal, some good, some good, oh, beautiful football. Gorgeous. I, I was loudly moaning during the second goal. I was yeah. just going, ah. The goal that ended in the Bellerin assist to Walcott. Yeah, the, the pass. Just, I love the possession game. Nothing wrong with a little bit of possession. I love that stuff. You know, speaking of, they're saying Ozil's going to get a mega deal and given the 10 shirt. So, Wilshere, mm. get, the, get that US that'll, that'll like That'll go a long way to, to help Arsenal combat their image of being just like a the pretty boy team. Just get a real... A real pretty boy? Get a real pretty boy like Ozil up up there as their marquee player. Yeah. Just, like, put him on billboards, get him in the shampoo ads, get him just kind of grabbing onto the kind of girls that Ronaldo usually grabs onto in underwear ads. I'm, I think I see big things for Mesut Ozil in the fashion world is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, this. he'll be the face of London. Wow. People what? think of, like, the, like, the... He'll be the face of post-Brexit London. <laughs> yeah. This Turkish German. <laughs> Uh, it's like a hawk. <laughs> Makes you proud to be British. Uh, yeah, Arsenal were amazing. It was a very... As, a, as someone who doesn't care for either of these teams, it was exhilarating, fun to watch. To me, it was, it was fun to watch, and it goes back to that point about this being a red versus blue, show your American friends game. This game looked like its scoreline at every juncture. Arsenal looked like a team that was always scoring, and Chelsea looked like a team that was flailing around the whole time. Yeah. Like, they always looked shaky, and Arsenal always looked good. You know, some 3-0 wins are comprehensive, but they don't look it. And this was, like, cartoonishly so. You know what this game is? What? You know Super Bowl babies, right? Babies at, like, conception and born in, like, November? Yep. The babies that are born... There's every nine months after the Super Bowl, the winning team of the Super Bowl in their city, their hospitals experience... This crazy phenomenon that nine months after the Super Bowl, many babies are born, way more than average. And it's because the, like, the people in that city, their team won the Super Bowl. They do it, and then nine months later, they have a baby. In nine months, we'll see twice as many Arsenal shirts walking the street. 
Just a bunch of guys, little babies with eyes like Messi Dozil. Yep. Um, you know, you know what's funny is that most babies are born in the app. Mo, most babies are born in January, and whenever I find that out, I always tell someone, "Oh yeah, you're a tax day baby." <laughs> nice. Um, oh, I, that's over. Come here. <laughs> yeah. Man, we really got to get some write-offs for next year. <laughs> Come here. Uh, yeah, that was it. Was well, watch out for that game, the reverse fixture at Stanford Bridge. That's going to be a lot of fun. If Kurt Zuma's back for that, they'll they'll sorely need him. Yeah, oh, yeah. That'll be, that'll be fantastic. Also, Victor Moses didn't play, and that's why Chelsea didn't score. The man parts the seas and scores goals. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I just, just got that for a second. Um, <laughs> do we want to get into some, like, superlatives? We got some... Some bucking Broncos, some dog food, some hot seats, some winners and losers. I'll do. Uh, I mean, let's wrap Sunday and Monday while we're here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah some uh, some mid. I didn't watch this, but <laughs> oh, I watched. I watched West Ham Southampton. Right, what do you got for us? It was abject. It was it was as um, cartoonish as the other three zero game of the week was, which is Arsenal Chelsea Southampton, flowing great. Nathan Redmond, my bucking Bronco, had the hockey assists on I think every goal. Uh, except for one of them. West Ham, I just, like, they weren't so, they didn't look as bad as Chelsea looked, but I, I don't, no one has answers. I don't have answers. I can't even turn this into content. I can't even turn this into things to say to the to the listeners right now. I got some content for you. Okay, let's do it. Bigger hot seat, huge or Slavon Bilic. Oh, hot bench. That's a hot bench. I'm, doing, I'm just staying on the hot bench. Equal, equal sides, like... Like a seesaw that's currently got two people in in, in ready position. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think I think Marquis went a long way with that draw. Can I can I give you like the cases for both? Yeah. Slavon Bilic has a new stadium in a way not his fault. Yes. New stadium didn't, in my opinion, have a great transfer window. AU out, of course, not his fault again. Oh, that was a bummer. Piat, how healthy was he in coming back? Not very. Who good. knows? Team shape very questioned. A team that... Cresswell. Yeah. Antonio right back a few times. Mm-hmm. A team that played very well last season uh-huh. and has now kind of fallen off the map when they lost nobody major. Mm-hmm. Stoke, Mark Hughes. Red carded, which is like always embarrassing. <laughs> a team that he's been molding for a long time and he's def- certainly over time bought the players mm-hmm. he's wanted. This is definitely his team. His fingerprints are all over it. He looks like George Bush. Looks like George Bush. Can't, can't help in his favor. And... Though a team that didn't do as well as West Ham last season is on paper probably a worse team now. Yeah, and and, and but like how many people didn't have Stoke finishing the top oh, ten? But another thing for Billich, uh, Europa League got kicked out. Ooh, he got bounced. Mm-hmm. He got bounced like a Cyprus team. That was tough. You know what it is, and and this isn't this isn't my take, but like I've seen this, like they have so many players. West okay. Ham's first team squad is like. 33 people. Oh, yeah. And you've seen that happen before with, like, how many players did Fulham always have? A lot. They always had way too many. And QPR was way too many. Chelsea, in a way, but they just bought a second team. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you gotta have, you gotta have the same 14 players every week, like, uh, like City does, and they're all 31. And that's yeah. why they play so good. Or Hull, because they have only 14 players. Yes, but, of course, the, the wagon's falling off that, those, those wheels have fallen off the wagon there. Alright, so Brentley Watford... Oh, who do you have? Bill or Hughes. Oh, Bill or Hughes. West Ham have shown by their transfer record of just of flinging money around. I feel like they're less stable, and they could easily make a switch. 
I think I, I think he's on a bigger hot seat now. Hughes got a draw. He is. There are they are going to go to United and just ship five. They're going to ship five. It's not even a question. But I think Hughes has got more time than Village does. Okay. All right. I'm with you. I, th- I think the Europa League thing was huge. That's exactly right. The rot started way earlier. I mean, and to say, like, I, it was a Slovakian team, I think, they put in the first round. And the whole thing was, uh, they're like two weeks into their season. Pyatt's not back. How can he lose? How can Slavin Village lose to a Slovakian team? It's a Slovak- His name is almost Slovakian. <laughs> Come on, man. All right. Burnley Watford. Bring it on home. Did you watch this? Uh, I followed along on Twitter. Which Me I, neither. Uh, okay, I was going to say, I followed along on Twitter, which I feel like provided the same amount of audiovisual stimulation as the, watching this game would have. I don't know. Maybe Watford were fun. Burnley tend to not be fun. I'll just, as a United fan, uh, Keane, center back, Will Keane. Willie Keane. Got uh, his first Premier League goal. Always happy to see a former United guy get one. Duh. Also, one thing funny about Leicester United, there was as many Leicester, sorry, on Leicester and United, the teams were equal. United products. On United products. Danny Simpson, Drinkwater. Zeller. The goal. Zeller. Zeller. Oh, yes. um, same thing for you about Will Keane. Steven DeFore, the former Porto man. Close to my heart. All right, that's last week. That is last week. Um, As I, always, a big Police Wars FC tradition. We are going to do three words. Three words. For the upcoming uh, for the upcoming Yeah, so games. we, yeah, since this is a midweek thing, we're going to do a little bit of three word previews and stuff. Um, oh. You were saying that, um, do, you, do you have like a, a Bucking Bronco of the Week and a Dog Food of the Week? I do, yep, thank okay. you for waiting. Yeah. My Bucking Bronco of the Week is uh, Adam Lallana. I am a huge, huge, huge Adam Lallana fan, mm-hmm. as Durs, our guest from last week, will tell you. And I think Klopp even said it in the post-game interview, he might not have, that might have been earlier, but he's finally starting to get the, the, the stats he deserves. Yeah. He also, he runs his, he runs his little keister off. Which is funny because he always been put in Southampton got got hooked. He was always gassed like after sixty minutes. I don't yeah, know, he's just, maybe he's, conditioning or maybe he's just like maybe he's like training along with some horses. I don't know, but yeah, whatever they're feeding him. Who's your buck? Oh, Nathan Robinson, Bucking Bronco. No, no, not he's not. He's my former Bucking Bronco. I think my Bucking Bronco of the week, um, my Bucking Bronco of the week is Jurgen Klinsmann. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, sneaky Bucking Bronco, but he's my Bucking Bronco. My thing about Milana is Adam Milana has now become one of the all-time great, uh, certainly England, not in America, but a great pub trivia question. Okay, you ready? So. Who was the only player to score for Sam Allardyce's England national team? I would know it now just because it's so recent. But, but it's yeah, Adam it's a, it's In a, 10 yeah. years, are that's you going to know that? That's an excellent, excellent trivia yeah, question. Yeah, right? Right? And it was the only goal. Who scored the only goal during Sam Allardyce's time as England man- national team manager? And it was Adam Lallana. The best part is in 10 years, I hope someone goes, well, it was probably stoppage time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my dog food of the week, um, Andy Carroll. Um, okay. Likely will never play for England again. You look at Andy Carroll, you immediately think Sam Allardyce. That's true. And you just want to wash the stain away. So, Andy Carroll, even if he's healthy, even if he tears the prem up, will never play for England again. Uh, my dog for the week is Diego Costa. He just was in the pockets of Koscielny and Mustafi the whole game. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to give it to Leicester's uh, set-piece defending, but that was kind of too easy. Yeah. In a way, so it's Diego Costa, but I'm trying to... Do you... Uh, again, this is another take I got off Twitter. Do you think that Leicester's 
lack of defensive abilities this season has something to do with the fact that like they can't body people in the box as easily by new rules. Someone said that, and I was like, damn, that's erudite as shit. I mean, it could be. I don't necessarily know exactly off the top of my head what the new rules are. Because, I don't know, it's just like, you know how like Stoke got like two penalties whistled against them for like pulling and like shoving in the box, and like refs are like hyper-attuned to that now? I'd have to look at the stats. I'd have to see like how many goals have they given off off set pieces. And... Well, Leicester gave off, they Leicester shipped off a bunch. Yeah, I know what I'm saying, like before this game. Yeah. Also, also. They also don't need to care for like 40 years. True. Oh, that's so true. It's completely true. Like, nothing Lester do now. If they finish, like, if they get relegated, will anyone be that pissed? Not really. No, I don't see that. Uh, one thing is, Leicester City, possible Champions League winners. They're mm -hmm. perfect. They have yet to concede. And this is one of those cosmic things where, like, it's so unexpected, partly because they're floundering in league play. That's just one of those things that just could happen. No one it, sees it coming. In a post perennial Champions League team. In a post Leicester world, Leicester could easily win the Champions League by doing bad in their domestic league. That's the logic that my brain is using. That'd be great. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. It'd be great if they were like always fifteenth, but always in the Champions League because they're <laughs> winning it. Oh my god, that'd be phenomenal. Who would they like? Who would go play for them? They'd be a, like so the strangest. All the greatest team. players who never won the Champions League, like yeah. Zlatan. <laughs> People, Brazilian Ronaldo. Hey, you want to win a Champions League, you go there. <laughs> you go to Leicester. <laughs> yeah, all right. We don't care about the league. We could get relegated for all we care. We're just looking for the big trophy. 37-year-old Zlatan goes to the championship to play for Leicester <laughs> to win the Champions League. It's poetry. Put that in the stable. Put the, yeah. Okay, let's get into some next week action because there are some very interesting games and we can get some three words going on about them. There are some good games. There's some three words. I'll, uh, let's just, We'll go chronologically. Fair? Yeah. Right. We got Friday action. Friday action? Nothing better than Friday action. Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Everton Crystal Palace. My three words, Benteke versus Lukaku. They are oh. very similar in style. Both Belgian nationals. Want to see who gets more goals. Simple as <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. One of you is going to get three goals. One of you is going to get two. Yeah. <laughs> Curious to know who does the three. Um, all right. My, my three words on that are Flamini starts. Draw. They'd be too intimidated to do anything. I'd hope so much for that to happen. Yeah, it'd be great. All right, now we got the Saturday. First game's in October. That's something. Ooh, spooky. Swans, Liverpool, 7.30 a.m. Eastern time. I'm going to say easy four goals. Mm, Somebody is... Somebody scoring four? No, I'm just saying the total goal scored. Oh, yeah. F-O-U-R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least. When... Liverpool scores goals... And Leroy Fair, as we know, can always put, like, I don't know, 3-7 away a game. So there's an international break after this, right? Yeah. What are the chances that Liverpool get to Thanksgiving before they keep a clean sheet? When do they play Sunderland? Nah. No, hey, come on. Good point, Jermaine DeVoe. When yeah. do they play Burnley? Uh, yeah, I mean, Burnley could score against them. I'm saying when do they play, uh, well, they just played Hull, and Hull scored against them. Huh. I don't know. That's that's a legitimate question. Like, uh, who are they going to keep clean sheet against? Freaking nobody. And that's the thing is like they're all playing good enough to not to not concede. Um, yeah, no clean sheets is my three words. That's I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. All right. Then we got whole Chelsea 10 a.m. game. I'm saying three words. Anyone save momentum? Question mark. Digging two holes. Who can get to Who can get to China first? Yeah, in a way the same thing, but kind of the opposite because my three words are like. Great momentum at the beginning of the season. Can anyone salvage it? You're saying, you guys are both going down Who's big time. Who's going down faster? 
But that's the cool thing about that, is that when two teams are digging their way into like newfound depths, that means something weird's gonna happen. Something that is gonna up upset the narrative. I don't know what it is. I can't predict that, but it's gonna be weird. They're getting desperate. Yeah. Sunderland Broom. This is one for the philosophers. Honestly, like, you need to seriously do the Rene Descartes thing, shut yourself up in a cabin and contemplate existence and the void and the fact that you know nothing. This is a team without a manager, a team adrift in the world, and a team who epitomize the metaphysical concept of adriftness. Your three words are? Um, staring into void. Sunderland are. And West Brom are the void. Okay. I think you could see Sunderland win. I think I think when you when you face the void that way, the only way for West Brom to like really truly embody the void is if they just like ship a a rote one zero win to Sunderland that like puts them in the right position to get trounced next week. That's fair. I'm gonna say Lord of Flies. Ooh. Because the, I'm saying Sunderland wins this game. Yeah, hey, we both we both think Sunderland can pull it off in this in this sort of in this there are no laws in this new world. Exactly, and I mean, being that they have no laws already because they're they are without a leader. Yeah, yeah. Does Pulis have anything to say about this? I don't think Pulis cares enough to say anything about it. Take the words right out of my mouth. Uh, Watford Bournemouth. Uh, my my three words for any Bournemouth game are always going to be Wilshire 69th minute. Mm. Take that to mean. What you will. He had to get subbed off, subbed on, scores, red card, yellow, something. Keep an eye out, Wilshire, 69th minute. Uh, my three words, Deany, Wilshire, jail? <laughs> they might get into a fight. You never know. Um, Bournemouth could win, and, and people will start talking about them like they're Leicester. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that people are going to toss some really um, overly eager platitudes out towards uh, Bournemouth. They have to win this game because Watford are overdue for a, for a really boring patch of games. Okay. They've been exciting too many times. That's like, losing in exciting ways or winning in exciting ways have been too, too exciting. they got to be boring for a little while. Uh, West Ham, Middlesbrough. Three words for me. Simply must win. West Ham has to win this. The hot bench. Hot bench. What's that uh, in uh, Goodwill Hunting when it's um, Matt Damon and... Yeah. Why am I spacing on that comedian's name? Robin Williams? Yeah. That bench now in the, <laughs> is Slavon Bilic and Mark In the cinematic annals of benches. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's a more iconic bench. Oh, Manhattan. Okay, yeah, the Woody Allen film Manhattan. Yeah. In that film is now Slavon Bilic and Mark <laughs> Wait, can we work the hot bench into... Yeah, we're going to keep calling it different benches from movies. That's fine. Um, the hot bench. That's that Slavin Bilic and Mark Hughes are both on. So for, for West Ham to get out of Woody Allen's Manhattan, he's got to win this game. Okay. Do you know what you know what my um, my three words for this are? I'll watch Middlesbrough. The reason being is that with the exception of like forty five minutes against Everton that put me truly to sleep, I've never really watched Middlesbrough <laughs> yet this season. It's been a month and a half. And since I have a soccer podcast, I think I owe it to them just because they're here. <laughs> you talk about them enough to... Uh... Yeah, yeah. We do have the goalkeeper dilemma. Should we flip the coin? Let's flip the coin. All right. What do you got? Hold on. Call in the air. Uh, Tails is Guzon, heads is Valdez. Valdez. No, Tails was Guzon, heads is Valdez. You're... Oh, yes, then. 
I guess who's on starting? Who's on starts? How did we check the? We gotta start keeping score of how the coin's doing. We will. I mean, we can play it back. I'm pretty sure the coin's over so far. Doesn't matter. All right. Well, we, it starts. It starts this week. We'll start keeping score. Yeah, it's October. New coin. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna watch. So who's on? You better start. Sunday, October second, Manchester United v Stoke. Three words, real simple. Takes no explanation. Please no Rooney. Yeah, that would. That see the thing is for me, I agree. And my thing is, is that Rooney equals ambient. There okay. have been too many seven a.m. United games this season. There have been too many. By too many, I mean there have been half of the games have been seven a.m. Right? Yep. That's terrible. That's just mean. And I don't want to have to get up on a Sunday for that. Uh, Wayne Rooney makes those games like less exciting, and I think you can make it more exciting. And I say this to someone who woke up in the 45th minute of United Leicester. So about 10 minutes after three goals were scored, or if I had woken up 10 minutes earlier, I would have been able to see three goals. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, Leicester Southampton. I'm going to say good test, the number four. So not a word. Not a word. Leicester. Good test for Leicester. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think we have a chance to see... Uh, okay. Um, my three words are... Young Gun time. Who are the Young Guns here you're thinking about? Gray, who okay. scored against Hughes. He and Musa. I think after Champions League, you gotta you gotta rotate people. Even though Slimani scored pretty much every game he's played. Slimani. Oh, he'll play. Uh, I guess Vardy will. Well, maybe Musa will play on the wing. I don't know. We have we have a chance for some young people to make an impression. Maybe a young defender like the the left back or something will come in. But I think it's, it's a good chance to rotate. You're going to see a lot of new faces on that field. Uh, Southampton just put the beat down on West Ham, but that was a freebie. That says nothing about how their team is. They were good, but like... You don't think any of their kids are going to get in and play Leicester well the way Leicester will play their kids well against Southampton? Ooh, could this be a... A, a, a Hoiberg? Kid, a, kid, uh, a kid fight? A play a, day? A boy fights? <laughs> uh, no, I think... Yeah, maybe. I mean, Hoiberg had some boob rips against West Ham. He took some real long-range shots. That's kind of guy. You would, you would have been very, very happy. It was cool. Um, no, I think you think we get some. I think. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna change my three words. Um, fun for everyone. Yeah, it's a play. Whoever date. wins, it's whoever, a hangout. But it's a, it's a play date. Three it's a, words. It's a play date. They'll it's play some kids. Some fun people will get some minutes. Some fun people do some fun stuff. No team will be too pissed if they win or lose. It won't be defensive or boring like any West Brom game. But um, yeah, it'll just be a good time at the ballpark. That's one you should bring your family to if you live in the greater Leicester area. Now the thing is, my favorite thing about it is there's simply no way anyone will watch it because the same time as Spurs City. Ah, yeah, game of the weekend. Uh, game of the weekend, Spurs City. Uh, for me, Spurs are bust. If the Spurs don't win this, I mean, who the heck is going to beat City? I mean, De Bruyne's out. Celtic. Yeah, other than Celtic. Celtic, you're good. Cel Do you watch Celtic City? Yeah. Celtic were good. They were real good. Oh, man, they were phenomenal. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so my thing about Spurs City is um, Arsenal slash Chelsea, which is the uh, one, one word, Yeah. Arsenal slash Chelsea, Oh, no. Okay, actually. Arsenal, Chelsea, the number four yeah. hipsters. This, yep, is, the, yep, this yeah. is the game you show your friends if they don't want to watch the London teams. It's Tottenham or London team. They're the hipster London team. If you want to show them the hipster teams doing the hipster things like Guardiola and Senor Poch and like the down market, not iconically Premier League teams, this is the game you show instead of the other one. I would love if Poch taught Pep Spanish. Can you imagine that if this game is Poch teaching Pep 
a little Espanol. Yeah. I, I anticipate um, City are going to be run ragged from that Celtic game. And Tottenham also going to be run ragged from having to fly to Russia. I think we're going to see some some defensive errors out the yin-yang in this game. Yeah. I see a beggar's banquet for Eric English-only Lamella. Uh, <laughs> Savage Tom. Sure. Savage Tom only. <laughs> All right. Burnley Arsenal. Uh, Last game of the weekend. Kind of a boring game to end it on. I'm going to say possible slaughter. Two words. I was going to say, like, uh, six nil. Yeah. Those are, my, those are my two words. Six nil. Arsenal's looking pretty good right now. That is the most knee-jerk reaction we could have. But True. then... Are we not commenting on Arsenal if we're not being knee-jerk? Great point. That is the way you comment on Arsenal. Also, you get fourth by winning 6 nothing against Burnley beginning of October and thinking we're going to win the league. Oh, my God. Wait, in the same way that, like, contrast and fortunes, how many times in the at, at the end of week six do Sunderland have one point and, and Arsenal, Arsenal are, are going to win the league in a trot? They're just going to, like, stroll the league title every year. Except for this year, though, because City's just so good. Yeah. It's really, it's yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to say. Oh, I have one comment on the league table. Now the league table, it, it's it's too early to say. But okay. as I say, the the storylines start to emerge at this point. I said that last week. Like the real results start to show up now, and I think if you look at the league table, you've got like all of the kind of top teams are kind of where they're supposed to be, where they're gonna be the rest of the season. Like Chelsea underperforming, but they were always gonna like underperform a little bit. And, like, everything's kind of shook out. Like, the surprise packages have failed to deliver, whether they were going to be Stoke, Southampton, or West Ham. And everything's just kind of settling into place. I'm worried this is going to be a very non... a very, very rigid league table for most of the rest of the season. I mean... Kind of all soccer sort of falls into, like, a rigid league table sort of format. We look at the leagues across Europe. My immediate reaction to what I just said after the brief silence was, I thought I was going to get out of the take game. Yeah, and you're not even take Now I'm going macro takes. I'm going <laughs> meta takes. You're going takes for the entire season. I God, I can't stop. Dude, when you're swimming in the shark tank. The take tank. The, that's way too hard to say. I'm going to say shark take. Shark take is funny. When you're in the shark tank, it's hard to get out of the shark tank. Gosh, keep me in that cage. Lock you up and make sure a little shark cage. Yeah, now those sharks get in there. Oh man, I I'm gonna need a I'm gonna need a long shower. I got just too many takes. I'm 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 all sweaty. Hey, you got a whole weekend. That's right. Well, no, no, because we gotta be we gotta be in the trenches tomorrow, having predictive takes and reactive takes for Everton Crystal Palace. Thank God that game's Friday. The weekends get closer and closer together. You got Champions League, Europa League. Oh, is it Wednesday? Yep. Oh, you know what? This because it was gonna. This is gonna play on Thursday morning. Get out of that take game. Yep. Sorry, I've lost track of time. All right. Catch you guys then next week. Yep. It's been a while since I could hold my head up high, and it's been a while since I first saw you. The contract we were 30, 40 million at 10%. Yeah, I understand. You get, you get, you do a deal with the agent where you get 5% of the, of the agent's fee.